0614-104-702. Food feature. Oh, food feature time. I'm so excited that we are having this conversation. And it is such a weird moment for me. And I'll tell you all about it in a moment. We're talking the Fussy Vegan. We're joined by Werner Prinzler, who is the founder of the Fussy Vegan, as well as Oskoni Mahao, who is the Fussy Vegan's greenside cashier, who is joining us as well. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having us, Rele Bukhile. It's lovely to thank be here. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I have to say, I discovered the Fussy Vegan when I had somebody over at my house who said they are vegan and I knew I would not have time to prepare a vegan meal, which I was so happy to do. Then I was like, you know what? Let me quickly see what's available on Uber Eats. And the first thing that came up was the Fussy Vegan. And at first... I was shocked by, oh, look at all this variety. Like, there's a whole restaurant. And, and, and I, I, I guess in my mind, I didn't imagine that we're that advanced in South Africa um, in terms of the level of options that are available. But I was quite excited and then ordered the meal and decided, let me order for the family as well. And we all completely enjoyed the meal that was just well seasoned. It was flavorful. There was not a feeling of like I'm missing a piece of steak. And I think for a meat eat, I mean, I love my meat. To be able to enjoy a vegan dish is something. But I want to start off, Verna, um, by just asking you to share with all of us what veganism is because sometimes there is still some confusion as to what qualifies especially because there are people online who are like yeah i'm vegan i just love seafood or like <laughs> i'm vegan but and then people are like what is veganism <laughs> sure yeah so i mean veganism ultimately uh, would mean to abstain from any animal products whatsoever so that would include meat dairy eggs uh Actually, for some people, it goes as far as not using leather or buying wool mm. goods, uh, maybe not buying leather shoes, but looking for an alternative. So like a pineapple or apple leather, something like that. Something I did that not is, even know there's a pineapple and apple leather. Yeah. So that's the thing. I think within the food industry, there's a lot of waste product. Uh, and same with textile industries that are now being reworked into stronger fiber combinations that can be used. A lot of the, the top car manufacturers like BMW and Mercedes are yes. actually now doing vegan leathers in wow. their cars as a default. Uh, just because um, it is uh, more on the environmentally sustainable side. Look, at the end of the day, no industry is perfect. Mm. Um, and it does take a toll on the environment. But I think the basis of veganism relies on or depends on not having to rely on life. Mm. So I think that is basically what it's about. It's saying that we have an appreciation for all types of life, whether mm. it is human life or animal life. We do recognize that all forms of life are not equal yes. by any means, but that we do have an appreciation for living beings and we choose not to incorporate them into our lives to make use of products that mm are reliant on living beings um, as far as we possibly can. That journey for everyone uh, takes form in a, to a different degree completely. Um, I'm all about the fact that it doesn't necessarily have to be an all or nothing mm. for everyone. I think it's important that some people that if they want to start reducing that they, they try it out, uh, that there isn't a pressure mm. involved in terms of saying that this has to be 
a line that you have to step over for many people as myself it was a line where i stepped over and i said mm. i don't want to necessarily come back yes but i think that the market is changing in such a way that whether you know it or not you are already consuming a lot of products especially within the food in industry that are moving more towards towards plant-based ingredients mm. just as food science is evolving as well we're learning to be less reliant on things like gelatin and being mm. able to use plant-based ingredients and things like that and i mean there's still quite a bit of uh, education that needs to happen with regards to what qualifies as animal products because um, a person who's saying, you know what, I'm going to quit this meat and meat product thing um, will be surprised that, hey, I'm trying to buy sweets, but there's <laughs> meat products in there because it's not so obvious. But what I want to do, I want to take a break. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about your personal journey sure. for you to get to this place. And then you starting up with the Fussy Vegan and we take your calls. O double one double eight three oh seven oh two and the WhatsApp line oh seven two seven oh two one seven oh two. 702 Food Feature 17 minutes after 1 o'clock on our food feature for today, we are chatting to the Fussy Vegan. We're joined by the founder of the Fussy Vegan, Werner Prinzler, as well as the Fussy Vegan Greenside Cashier, who is Oskoni Mahao. Now, Oskoni, when you heard about a vegan place, is it the first time you were introduced to veganism? Yes. And did you think this is crazy? Rona at home, we slaughter animals to enjoy meat. Yes, I was thinking, no, this is fussy vegan. It's not for me because I love my meat. <laughs> I'm going to come back to you and find out how you got converted. But Verna, I was so pleasantly surprised to walk in and see that you are the Verna Prinzler because many years ago in my early 20s, when I was on the cover of a magazine called Soul Magazine yeah. and uh, also having a photo shoot you with a photographer who shot me and now years later in your new life. So it's, it's feeling like such a full circle moment that's happening. You have to share with us what made you decide to move from being a photographer, photographing amazing people like myself to <laughs> going into such a tough industry. Yeah, so, I mean, I would really say I think it, it's coming from that industry of photography and being able to create something from nothing. You know, I think that's ultimately why I became a photographer was to be able to, to bring creative components together and then create something new that can be shared with the public. And I think something that I took from that was that it, it's actually quite a very empowering position to be in as an individual when you're mm. able to create uh, with your hands, with your mind, with your imagination ultimately, you know, and to see the end product of a magazine cover being printed on the shelves. And I think that ultimately when I transitioned into veganism, I, I recognized that I could apply the same skill set mm. to a new industry to be able to use my imagination, to able to take that creativity. I've always had an extreme love for food and basically just apply it in a new format. So hence the, the Fussy Vegan game, you know, we... Uh, during our first year, we actually won a Raza Award for the most experimental food mm. establishment, you know, and I think it spoke to that thing of not having any industry knowledge and kind of just taking it as it comes and growing mm. with our fan base, with our customer base. So it's definitely quite a jump in terms of industries, mm. but I would say that in terms of 
the thought behind it, it was really complimentary at the end of the day. So uh, uh, you decided to become a vegan, um, having transitioned from being vegetarian, and then something in you said, I can't find the food that I want to eat, so let me be the one that's creating the solution. Yeah, so I mean, for me, I, I grew up eating basically sparrows and potatoes. That was my diet. <laughs> and um, at some point, I, I just decided to, to move meat out of my diet. Mm. Um, and then I found myself not necessarily being the type of person that I was expected to be when I was going to a vegan establishment mm. or a plant-based restaurant. I don't necessarily do yoga. I don't wear um, hippie pants. I, I I don't have the junk in the trunk to and pull you're not off. judgmental because <laughs> there is also the like the vegan cult group that's like trashing people that are still eating meat so i i think there's there's such a spectrum of different types of people within every every industry and yes. every sphere um i think it is it can be quite an emotional issue for mm. many people um, but I think with that photography background, going back to working with people, it's something that because every single job was working with a different person, a different mm. persona, someone who has a different history, a different mm. culture, different upbringing. So we get to meet people where they are at that point in their specific life because I think it's so easy to alienate people and mm. there's absolutely no progress to be made in making enemies. You mm. know? So we need to truly meet people from honest, humble perspective and then see where the road leads from there. How did you go about starting a business? There are many people, of course, listening that would absolutely, you know, they have the ideas, but they wouldn't even know where to begin. Yeah, um, and in such a tough, tough industry, you know, there's bills that need to be paid, you're sure. hiring staff. Yeah. Talk us through that, that period of, okay, I'm deciding I'm doing this thing and it actually becoming an award-winning, voted best vegan restaurant in Joburg for two years running to, for 2021 and, and 2022. Because people don't see the difficult side. They just see the end product of the hard work. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, I think with anything like this and with any kind of self-started business, it becomes your baby. So the first thing that I would say the most important thing that I had to learn that would be the first thing I would share with anyone is that you are not your business and your business is not you. I think that applies to every single industry. So that one bad review that you may get, mm. it will destroy you initially until you learn to grow a thicker skin and to take uh, constructive feedback mm. wherever you can. Uh, I've learned that there's no such thing as being stagnant yes. and standing still. We always have to move forward. We always have to roll with the momentum. When there's momentum, we need to thank the heavens and we just need to say, I am so fortunate for being in this position. I need to keep up with this momentum because the moment we become stagnant, we move backwards. Mm, this mm. is something that I paid a dear price for having to bring myself after. I think COVID was very difficult for many mm. business owners because all of a sudden our routine was disrupted, our customer base changed, mm. um, people became scared to leave their homes, to, to come into establishments where, where spaces were shared. So I think coming back from that uh, was, was quite difficult. I mean, I found myself at a point where after four years of, of running this business, I didn't know how to be in my business anymore. It felt like this thing had run away from me. Mm. And um, I think, by the grace of the Lord, I was able to bring myself back to where I needed to be. 
um, to find the strength that I didn't have to mm-hmm. lift myself up and to bring this all together. And fortunately, I've got a fantastic team that works with me. Um, I can't even say team. We're more like a family. Yes. I mean, we spend literally more time with each other than <laughs> with our own. literal families. <laughs> I'm busy seeing you laughing there, Oskoni. Um, um, share with us how you got introduced to the fussy vegan and what the journey's been like. I mean, there's, there's, there's different branches and you are based in Greenside. Yes, when I talk about fussy vegan, it will take me the whole day. <laughs> but the journey that I learned from fussy vegan, it's a long journey. Mm. Because when they introduced me to fussy vegan, I was like, okay, fussy vegan, I don't like fussy vegan. I like my meat. <laughs> yes. But when Venon talked to me and said, this is the food we're going to make, I was mm. like, okay, let me try and do this. Yes. But everything was amazing. Even the food that we're making, it's amazing. Mm. Everything, it's amazing. And and have you found that the customers, um, when you interact with them, that they're quite happy with the service they're getting and with the whole concept of it being vegan food? Yes, the customer, all the customers that we're getting, they are happy. Even if they are not vegan, some of the customers, they are not vegan. But when we tell them about vegan food, they do love vegan food. Mm. They say we'll come back for this food. This food amazing. Oh, I absolutely love. I mean, I'm one of the people. I'm not vegan, but I'm so happy um, to order from them. And Verna, I mean, how do you now uh, have a business that stays true to what the value system is of the business, while also trying to stay relevant and appease everybody? Because um, on the one hand, you know that you want to appeal to meat eaters, so. You're trying to incorporate certain flavors. I mean, just looking at some of the food you brought us, um, um, a tofu bowl, a poke bowl, a Beyond Cheese Burger, which I have to just say is absolutely delicious. I could not tell that it was not meat. Um, the mayo bagel that's also made with tofu um, and, and so many other things that can be found. How do you stay true to yourself while trying to appeal to someone like me who's like, if you're going to serve me a burger, can it taste like a burger and have flavor and not be bland 100 percent. so I, I think there's there's a few different levels to that so because um when people transition into veganism so a lot of people myself included when you stop eating meat it's not necessarily that you don't enjoy eating meat mm. it's just that you don't necessarily resonate with where it comes from yes. so we still have a palate that's developed around chewy things things that have quite a a strong flavor uh, like having that mindset of my plate needs to be based Mm. around a protein source with maybe one or two sides so i think we ultimately started our brand catering to the south african palate and the Mm. south african vision of what food needs to be um to also have those meaty replacements but um also evolving with plant-based food and having meals that are more plant-based, meals that are more Asian and Mexican-inspired. Those are cuisines that, by default, you can easily find a a vegan or vegetarian option. So I think that's why we really... Our our menu consists of more of a Tex-Mex, so Mexican meets American smokehouse kind of vibe. And within that, we, we tend to find the balance for the two sides in terms of remaining authentic um, to our true vision. It's basically the fact that 
good food is good food mm. and we want everyone to be able to taste our food and to say this is delicious i really love this because i've even had vegan meals that are not good but it's the same yes. if if you are a non-vegan you can have a steak that's terrible uh, yes. that's not good so at the end of the day for me it was bringing my skill sets around food and flavors and basically creating good tasting um, vegan meals that bring our customers coming back for more um what i also just absolutely love about the businesses you you've made the meals almost like easy to go meals as well yes. was that a result of COVID sort of forcing you to look at other ways to make food easily accessible for people yeah so i think COVID did um force our hand towards the takeaway and the mm. online food sales space a lot more ultimately that has been to our benefit so we've been able to set up our own delivery service and we send more food out than mm. what we get customers to sit down in wow. the space which yes. uh, during COVID that was a big thing for us is how do we now serve our customers when they're not allowed to come into our store and I think that a lot of people since COVID within the food industry have or are still relying on services like Uber Eats, Mr. D mm. and restaurants in our delivery services because we've now also learned that it's not always necessary to go out to a restaurant. Sometimes it's nice to just chill at home at the end of the week yes. and, you know, get your favorite meal delivered to you and you can just enjoy that with a movie or whatever your, your <laughs> floats your boat. And I have to just add, if you are worried, you know, because we've spoken so much about meat specifically, the flavors even of um, the lactose replacement, we tasted some ice cream, there is some cake as well. It is really, really solid. The website is the thefussyvegan.co.za. Uh, you can find them also on Instagram, see some of the, the amazing things that they are doing. Um, where are the different stores? So we're based in Greenside on Glen Eagles Avenue. We're in Craigle Park on Jan Smuts. And then we're also in the City Rock Rock Climbing Center in Fountainbleau in Randburg. So we're kind of distributed amongst the greater Randburg area. And uh, with our in-house delivery service, we actually service customers as far as Honeydew to Morningside, mm. Bryanston, Rosebank, Melville. So our delivery range in Joburg is, is quite wide. Thank you so much for coming to you. The food is so flavorful. Oskoni, did you tell them Gohai? Have you converted them? <laughs> Thank you so much, Oskoni and Werner, for coming through. That's the fussyvegan.co.za.